0: Welcome to the 5G Vitory podcast, where we will explore the hottest topics in 5G with some of the industry's leading minds.
1: It's, uh, the 5G Meds uh, project's uh, turn, and this is one of our favorite uh, 5G PPP projects. Um, the project, uh, project's objective is to investigate a sustainable uh, 5G deployment model for future mobility in the Mediterranean cross-border corridors. So in this panel, we have uh, totally four people. Uh, The panel would be moderated by Xavier Joffrey, uh, Head of Digital Innovation uh, at Mobile World Capital, Barcelona. Uh, We will be uh, having also Pierre-Yves Piton, Head of uh, Telecom and IoT Research Group at SNCF. Uh, also, Raul Gonzalez-Pratz, who is going to be actually opening uh, the uh, session uh, with a short video. He's a senior product uh, manager at Colnex Retevision, uh, and he's also a 5G meds uh, coordinator. And the, th- uh, the last but not least, Javier uh, Daura, uh, innovation manager at Abertis Autopistas Espana. So that's our uh, set of speakers. Raul, uh, I'm giving floor to you. Okay, thank you. Thank you to invite
2: us to these exciting conferences. We can start with a show video where we explain the big highlights of, of the project and then we can go further in all the details of the project. Please, go ahead with the video. Yes, uh, uh, this corridor is one of the most important corridors in the Mediterranean where a great part of the traffic of people and logistics go through these corridors. We will use uh, FRMCS and, uh, sorry, CCAM and FRMCS-like services to prove the 5G infrastructure in several use cases. One is related to remote driving. Focus it in this cross-border area where the complexity is very high and we need to change it between different networks with different IP addresses and these kind of things. Second one is related to the uh, digital road. What kind of information can provide the infrastructure to the vehicles in order to improve this movement between this cross-border area where there are a lot of movement of people during the day. The other one is related to uh, what we call FRMCS-like services. It's related to the experience of the people inside the train, which kind of uh, uh, improvement can have it. And the other one is uh, one cross uh, use case that is uh, all the things related to infotainment sharing resources uh uh, between uh and and, uh, content between the persons that are traveling in a in a train in a bus in a car and they can has a complex um uh, interaction with that content okay and that's that's the 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 highlights of the project and the things that we will work in but there are several characteristics of the project that makes something different if we analyze 65 kilometers between Figueres and Perpignan, we can have four different scenarios that are mm, represent great right, part of the 26,000 kilometers of the 10 t uh, corridors in Europe, okay? We have areas where uh, we don't have uh, any kind of synergy between railways and roads. That means that the infrastructure is separate physically by channels or because the distance between them is very high. The other ones where they are very close and we can think about what kind of synergies we can find it between those two walls. There are another area where we use pure 5G uh, non, uh, non-standalone uh, standalone um, um deployment and we and, and areas where we don't have 5G coverage, and we need to fulfill this coverage with another um, uh, kind of technology in order to have this service continuity. And that's that's one of the points that it's it, it could be interesting. But the focus at the beginning of the project I and mean, in great part of the project is this cross-border complexity, and here is where we will uh, focus during this uh, this uh, project and basically. We'll, we will focus the four use cases that we have explained. Uh, we have a, it's a three-year project. We have finished the first year. and We are starting now with all the tests in the in the different test beds, and uh, during the third year we will work on the on the real area. At the end, what we are trying with the project is design a common road and railways five infrastructure uh, to provide proven sustainable business models, demonstrate investment, viability, and scalability potential, and test all the requirements that makes possible to think about this new mobility where the people is moving from train, from bus, from cars, from different elements to move it from one place to another place and has this service continuity independently of the situation of each one of the users, in each one of the moments. Okay, that's that's a very short introduction of the project. Now, please, Xavier, uh, you can present the rest of the people and go ahead. With, uh,
3: thank a you, Raul. Thank you for this clear representation. Hello, good afternoon. First of all, thank you to the organization of this event and, of course, to our speakers that I would like to welcome. Below, I'm introducing each of them. Firstly, pierre Peton, as a head of Telecom and IoT Research Group at SNCF, Xavier Daura as Innovation Manager at Avertis and, fine, Avertis, and finally, Raul Gonzalez, that he introduced himself before. Uh, the first question that I would like to share with our speakers, pierre you are the first speaker, is what is the motivation for SNCF to use 5G in their
4: business and to be part of the project? Okay, so thanks a lot for your question. Actually, it's very it makes which makes a lot of sense. Actually, uh, there are two points in your question. First, the use of 5G. Why why is SNCF, the French railway company, uh, interested to use 5G? So, of course, 5G is unavoidable. This is an obvious answer. Actually, uh, 5G will replace other technologies, other mobile technologies, so that we cannot avoid using it. We have to cope with it and we'll have to work with it in the coming years. Uh, Another aspect of 5G is that it supports, it allows to support new new usages uh, as per the 5G pyramid, which I guess you all know. Uh, Just to remind you these usages, these use cases, uh, the first one is EMBB, so enhanced mobile broadband, typically such a use case will be interesting for uh, SNCF, for the railway company in general, because uh, it can support, for example, high definition streaming. Uh, this would be helpful, for example, to improve the user experience and transmit uh, high definition video streams. The second Uh, use case of this 5g pyramid is urllc which stands for uh, ultra reliable low latency communication so uh, in a railway context i'm not sure that the low latency is the most important use case by low latency i mean just a few milliseconds but uh, the other aspects you are Ultra reliable is very important. Actually, in uh, the railway context, which is characterized by a very uh, high, uh, very important need of security, uh, the, uh, we have to be sure that data is correctly delivered. Uh, the last the last use case is the massive machine type communication actually 5g is the first mobile generation to uh, design to allow the machine to machine actually uh, it allows machine to machine by design and um, so typically uh, 5g is the first generation to support uh, by design the industry needs this, and this is new, as you know. Uh, for former, in former uh, mobile generation, uh, well, you had two UEs, and on each end, on one UE was always a human being. In this case, uh, 5G designed to to be able to support a communication between a machine and the network. Okay, so this is very different. Uh, the second point of your question is the motivation for SNCF to be in the project. So. Uh, Typically at the moment we are are, are in the context of FRMCS development. So what is FRMCS? FRMCS is uh, the new standard for the mobile communication system for railway. Um, Its deployment is planned from uh, roughly speaking from 2030 and uh, by 2030 5G will be mature uh, which means that uh, 5G is the right technology uh to be to support this new standard as uh, in railway we have a very high uh, requirement for security and we need a reliable mobile technology. So, uh, in 2030, um, uh, we will use 5G, and uh, 2021, 22, 23, which is the timing of 5G Med, is the right timing for the proof of concepts of demo or on demo. Sorry. So, uh, coming back to FRMCS, Uh, FRMCS relies on uh, various services. The first one is the critical services. Critical services are aimed for everything that is linked to the security of the exploitation of the railway system. Uh, The other services are performances. Typically, uh, performance services are all the services that allow to enhance the performance of the railway system. Uh, We can think of maintenance, IoT, Internet of Things, video protection, LiDAR, everything. These are the aspects that that can be supported by performance and at last uh, the business services typically this is what allows connectivity to uh, the passengers and uh, in this case we can think of internet on on board so 5g med demonstrates the feasibility of the performance and business services I would add that several ways to support those services are possible, either thanks to a private network, this should be the case for the critical services, or through one or several public networks, as it should be the case for performance and business services. In this last case, uh, using... Uh, se- we- we may have to use several to- telecommunication networks, and uh, this would require some orchestration between all these bearers. Uh, typically, this second case is pre- precisely corresponds to 5G med. I would like to add too that 5G med will have to tackle with several lockers that characterize the railway context: high speed. We will use a high-speed train up to 300 kilometers per hour, and a very uh, stringent environment. Uh, we will uh, move from outdoor to indoor in a tunnel. Uh, we will we will cross the border, so there will be some roaming. All these are um, all will be tackled by five uh, G Med on a 30- certain. Call from uh, the railway expo- exploitation. Uh, at last, speaking as an innovation program leader, I would say that uh, 5G Med can inspire some changes in railway tele- telecommunications paradigm. Um, to be clear, uh, if 5G-MED conclusion is positive for performance on business services, uh, we can think of the possibility to extend 5G-MED model to critical services. So, this would be a very disruptive approach, as the common view is that infrastructure manager uh, have to deploy their own private network to crito- to, to support sorry, critical services as they are linked to security. Uh, yet, such de- deployment is very expensive so that it will be very difficult to deploy such a network along the whole ray tracks. A new model should therefore be defined for these tracks and uh, provided that the security requirements are are, are guaranteed. uh, We could imagine that the critical services are not supported by a private network, owned by the infrastructure manager but but by a public network provider. This assumes to comply with uh, quality of service requirements and this is where 5g con- uh, 5g functionalities such as slicing are very interesting. once again slicing is experimented is experienced uh, in 5g med.
3: Thank you brief thank you for your explanation. Xavier coming back to the question that I made to Pierre. Please, could you explain us what is the motivation for Autopistas to use 5G in their business and also to be part of the project?
0: Okay, thank you, Xavier. Uh, Avertis uh, Group, or uh, Avertis Autopistas, has been working intensively for some years to understand the role of the road operators in the future of the Cooperative connect, uh, cooperative Connected Automated Mobility. Now, no, as Sikami, remember when I started this project some years ago, we talked about Connected Automated Mobility, now about Cooperative, no? The full automated future is still far. And we will see a long transition period where uh, different uh, types of vehicles, consist in different proportions. We will see connected, con- conventional, connected, automated vehicles. No, in this long period of mixed traffic, the infrastructure will play a, a crucial role. No, the infrastructure needs to be digitalized to support connected vehicles and automated vehicles. No, the new traffic management centers. No, will need to guarantee a secure and smooth and smooth travel for all the users, no? Uh, The road infrastructure will play an important role in in the increased percentage of automated and connected vehicles into a real traffic. Apart apart from the typical uh, road infrastructure quality standard, no, a a clear lane markings or visual and accuracy signals, automated functionalities will be supported and even in GANs, but more advanced and digital infrastructure elements. For instance, high accuracy and dynamic max, B2X functionalities, vehicle to vehicle, vehicle to infrastructure, vehicle to pedestrians, Weather informations and recommendation for an optimum route, so on. No, then, jan's capabilities of the road infrastructure will enable the consist the consistence of vehicles with different automated levels, and with not only improve the traffic flow and efficiency, but always minimize the the incidence of measures of the automated functions, uh, improving safety as well. This is very important that Intelligent transport systems in the future will be based on the cooperative of road infrastructure and all the connected vehicles. of course, different uh, uh, key players in these new ecosystems. No, The European Commission is working in some European projects. For instance, we have Inframids that uh, Avertis was involved in creating an infrastructure classification scheme, uh, uh, categorizing different road types according to their automatic capabilities, you no, know? and mapping these categories to specific, detailed automated functions, you no. Know? The classifications give a guidelines and what supporting parts to tour can offer an automated vehicles in different sections of the roads, you no. Know? But uh, if we talk about the 5G, you no, know, uh, after several projects in this sector, I can assure that. The 5G technology will be the key tool to accelerate the new cooperative connected and automated mobility. In this cooperative mobility, we need to share a lot of data between vehicles, infrastructure, pedestrians, and so on, and take decisions in real time. This is very important. The layer of of communication is the key tool to address all these achievements. The The fifth generation of communication systems will be a crucial building block of all digital economy and society in the next decade. And I think that connected and, uh, and automated mobility, this will be one of these actors, no? In this revolution of mobility, the road operator will have to support millions of simultaneous connection and crowd, crowd, crowded places and performance real-time transmissions of high quality uh, video feeds and remote operation, no? The 5G not only help Avertis Autopistas, eh? Avertis Group, to understand the opportunities of 5G for road operators, but it also accelerates the deployment of 5G in the European corridors. Let's have a look uh, uh, at two of the four use cases that Raúl mentioned in the presentation, one of these is the remote driving. No? If one of the uh, autonomous vehicles has a problem in one of uh, his others, no, the, the advanced driving assistance system, it's impossible for it to continue driving on the road. The road operator can take the control of the vehicle. No, A camera installed on the board of uh, the vehicle transmits real-time video thanks to the 5G, of course, to the control center, and the control center with real-time knowledge of the traffic, we have in the information, the, the microscopic information of the traffic, thanks that we are sharing all this type of information, we'll be able to uh, the operator to move the vehicle to the safety area. You know, the role of the Vertis Autopistas in this use case is to ensure the safety maneuver. Imagine different brands of the vehicles uh, in, in a motorway. You know? It's very important to have something that can manage with only one vision, all these vehicles on the road, no? Then if we have the second use case, no, it's the road infrastructure digitalization, no, for automated management of connected automated vehicles, no? Here, the, 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 the role is to understand the potential of the 5G network to improve digitalization, because digitalization is very important for us, and the proactive traffic management centers, no, to manage all these ecosystems, for instance, in 5G we can identify three layers that we are offering many advantages thanks to the 5G technologies. One is the level zero. This is the digital and the physical and digital infrastructure. In 5G, we are developing a smart and cheaper sensors that will be easy to install in the future. Most of the sensors on the market needs edge computing today before transmitting data to the cloud no and 5g we are using a conventional cameras it's very conventional cameras that you can find in the market install it on the side of the of the road covering all the lanes mm-hmm. the cameras transmitting the video streaming thanks to the 5g network this is important to the edge the the mac the mac the data maker of the 5g network this is something new that we we have thanks to the 5g technology No, in this Mac we interact the video analytics algorithms, vale, right, developed by Avertis Group, and these sensors will transform the video into data. no such a number of vehicles per lane, categorize speed, position, ATC, right? and then we can analyze o- o- always accidents, queues, uh, animals on the road, etc. No, <laughs> then we have the level one. This is something new that offers the 5G technology. No, is the 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 MEC, the the, the the management of, um, on the 5G network, no? The objective is is to be able to perform a very close management. In this layer, we're developing all the video analytics that can manage up eight cameras uh, per computer. per computer. Then we have the Edge Mobility Hub, no? that collects all the data from the cameras, but for the connected vehicles. And then we have the first management, the first traffic management centers with the objective to generate traffic strategies that require very low latency. Uh, We focus on safety that we can manage. We don't need the cloud. We can manage the situation thanks to the 5G network. And finally, we have the level two. This is the last layer that is located on the cloud. And we have uh, the mobility hub, where we can collect all the data from the different mechs. And additionally, we can add an external data. The the objective to finish is to have as much as the macroscopic or microscopic perception of the of the traffic and generate traffic strategies, no? With the user artificial intelligence algorithm, no. These strategies will be in the future as more individual as possible. And that's all. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Xavier and thank you both of you for your clear explanations and sharing your point of your company point of view raul next question is for you so go ahead could you explain us the synergies between railways and automotion
2: Uh, yes of course there are a lot of synergies between the two worlds okay at the end both in both areas you are moving people and those people has um, the same needs when they are moving from one point to another point when you are traveling in a bus, you have the same needs that you have it when you are in a, inside the a train. you won't consume some kind of media, for example, and this kind of things. And you have the same barriers. you have tunnels, you have uh, high speed movements between different areas, and that means that the infrastructure need to be as much as possible synergic, okay. Um, that's from the point of view of services, but if we focus on the infrastructure, we see that uh, at less from these big corridors, these 10T corridors, more than 35% of those are only or less than one kilometer between rail and road. That means that it could be possible to have this uh, common infrastructure to provide services. This, those services that the users needed uh, very close to them. Okay, um, there are another aspect that uh, that meant that Kiryvan um, and Chavidaura uh, has mentioned is low latency. That means that these infrastructures need to be possible to be deployed with the right uh, capacity to compute all the data that it's moving uh, in those areas. Uh, we need to take in account that these. Uh, data has a very short life cycle. You need low latency, but the life of this data is very low in time. Okay, That means that you need to have this capacity to process this data that it could be interesting for all the services that they have explained locally. Why you can share these nodes where the data is uh, it's needed to process, taking account that great part of the services could be synergic between the two worlds. Okay, there are some characteristics, but at least from the point of view of the of the of the users, great part of them are are synergic. There are other things that it could be interesting on that is you can make uh, the right deployment that you needed when you combine the right sites, for example. To provide this infrastructure to cover all this area. That's another point. There are another point that is, uh, for example, in high speed train, all the lines are half power. And you, it's easy, well, it's more easier to have access to this power. When you go to the roads, that's not happening. Uh, a great percentage, more than 85% of the roads, hasn't got access to the power. Okay, it seems something stupid, but at the end, it's money that you need uh, to 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 do this right deployment with this sustainable business model. As you can see, there are a lot of aspects that it could be uh, shared between the two worlds that are uh, very interesting to have this common infrastructure that provides services in the right manner uh, with the right uh, service. Cost, okay. Um, I think that um, one of the key points, probably, is these um, synergies between that passenger experience in that world. Um, uh, can you talk about that, please? Probably, yes, uh,
4: the synergies between the, uh, the, passenger, the experience. passenger experience. Yeah, Sorry? yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, yes, typically, uh, as you said, Raoul, uh, uh, well, a passenger uh, on the highway, on a passenger inside a train wants, uh, typically, has the same needs. Uh, or they want some entertainment, so uh, they need some broadband use cases. Then they need to. We need to offer them some broadband use cases. There is another aspect that can be offered to uh, the road users or the railway users, it is machine-type communication. Uh, Typically, both trains and cars have to communicate some data to the network. and uh, Such data are needed for uh, maintenance application, and they should be sent to a ground infrastructure. Um, As you said, uh, we understood that uh, it seems possible to use the infrastructure deployed on the rail tracks to cover the highway, but uh, I would like to highlight the fact that uh, adding some new services on railway uh, infrastructure will not come for free, uh, and actually this has, this should be taken into account uh, from design. I mean that uh, adding a new antenna, typically on the railway infrastructure, has an impact as the mast will have to be reinforced to be able to support additional hardware. So, uh, however, uh, s- there are some clean synergies and something has to be done. But, uh, well, uh, let's keep in mind that uh, it will it will be a new challenge again.
3: So, uh, due to the very... The Has already uh, answered the the question, we can move to Xavier. And Xavier, Xavier D'Aura, from the point of view of autopistas, what kind of issues there are to share railways infrastructure with other
0: services? Okay. Uh, I think that some some points where 5G can create a lot of synergies within different mobility ecosystems, no? But not only rail and highways. I can imagine many ecosystems, and sometimes not related with mobility, no? For instance, we are using a global 5G architecture, perfectly adapted to accommodate roadways and railways or any other mobility services. We will see. Then we have uh, synergies in all these ecosystems because we are sharing the same infrastructure. If we think about making infrastructure, we are sharing the same infrastructure. This is very interesting, no? And then we have the new concept, I, I repeat before, about the MEG, no? the multi-access edge computing, no, bring technology resources close to the end user. no. Data is processed and is stored at the network edge, not at some distance data centers. That, that means that reduce significantly the latency. For instance, I can imagine multi-stakeholders sharing the same information, the same data, and why not sharing some services? No? And of course, we also it's very important the idea of multi-stakeholders using this infrastructure, no combining multiple technologies. Uh, I don't know, one example will be a cybersecurity, why we can use the same cybersecurity services for the different services, no? And finally, the idea of the multi-stakeholders business models. No, that reducing optimize the requirements investment. This is very important. Eh? Sorry for the the noise. Okay. So finally, and last but not least, oh. my last.
3: Okay, my last question is about the scalability of the project and the opportunities around Europe. So, Pierre, what is your opinion about it, and how? to fit this
4: project? So, uh, to be clear, uh, 5G MED fits with the European community ambition as it is a building block towards uh, 5G deployment in Europe. 5G MED is a proof of concept On as a POC, as a proof of concept, it can be seen as the first step of the deployment of uh, the fifth generation mobile networks for the railways by demonstrating that 5g is capable to support the railway services 5g made pave the way uh, towards the next steps of 5g deployment and it does it does so in several ways first uh, it contributes to enrich the list of use cases to be sub- supported by 5g on frmcs in particular and to improve the list, uh, sorry, and to improve the definition of each service. Second, uh, 5G Med is a proof of concept and therefore a pre- preliminary step towards the test lines, the pilot lines, and at last the real deployment. Uh, actually, 5G Med foreshadows uh, the, the European funding program dedicated to trans-European European Network and Infrastructure, CEF2 Digital. This program requires some synergies with public operators. SNCF, the French Railway Operator, uh, hopes to benefit from CEF2 uh, digital uh, funding. And the experience brought by med will clearly be helpful to apply for such program. Sorry. Last but not least, it is important to note that 5G MED takes place on a cross-border corridor. It highlights the fact that 5G is an an enabler to connect Europe. And from a railway point of view, view, uh, 5G MED demonstrates the interest from the user point of view to have some interoperability between networks of all the European countries to provide a seamless experience to the traveller. Thank
3: you, Pierre. And, and Xavi, how about the, the the opinion from Autopistas?
0: Of course, uh, the objective of Autopistas, for, uh, together with other 5G par- uh, project partners, is to use this asset to develop new European or private project related to the Cooperative Connected Automated Mobility. I think that we will have a unique cross-border infrastructure in Europe with a hybrid 5G infrastructure to develop this kind of projects. No? The objective is to increase the knowledge, of course, uh, to create new developments or to improve the development that we are working on in, in 5G Med. And of course, the infrastructure digitalization to offer into the market. No in my opinion the european uh, the this cross border corridor uh, will be the main infrastructure in south of europe with 5g technologies and interurban roads no uh, for instance uh, i would like to share with you some opportunities from road operators that 5g met or 5g technology can bring you no of course, we are sure that we need to increase the 5G infrastructure density in the next years because we will see new markets. It's something that we need for the paradigm of the connected, uh, the cooperative connected automated mobility. And of course, for the future new advanced services that we can imagine today and we will see in the future. No? An important point that 5G can help us is how to develop 5G in interurban area. 5G, I think that helps to the private and public administration to understand how we can do it. No, for instance, hybrid solution. No, this is something that 5G offers. Uh, it's a clear opportunity. No, only for road operators or for uh, different or for telecom operators. In this case, Telnex. No, to use the fiber, the the, uh, the fiber optics, the side links, the 5G infrastructure services. No, optimizing the investment. No, that these hybrid uh, solutions can we can manage the the investment with the demand. This is something very interesting. And we can offer the same solution in in all the countries. For instance, one opportunity is that today, some European countries plans to reserve frequency directly to industrial companies will allow them to directly build their own private 5G network for industrial automation without really on telecom operation. And of course, Why not? Today, public and private partnership can be a good solution to develop 5G network that are not yet cost efficiency. This is clear, no? Only as an example, for instance, I I read that the highest impact of 5G is expected in key sectors such as transport or health or manufacturing with a benefit exceeding 500 billions worldwide per year for 5G enabled services provider, no. And I think that to, to finish, to conclude, is I think that 5G will be a very interesting project to continue developing no? this corridor and, or why not, to offer to the market for research projects. No? That's all. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Xavier. And Raul, what is the point of view from Celnex? Be- very quick, because we are out of time. At the end, this is a lab to scale this project to the 26,000 kilometers of 20 corridors in Europe, okay? We have all the features, all the all the scenarios and all the building blocks that we need to understand and, 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 and know how to scale that on these 26,000 kilometers of roads and rails in Europe to connect better uh, people and logistics in Europe and be more competitive. Uh, as as a uh, continent okay I, I think that the infrastructure will play a, a very important role on that to have this sustainable business model and all the objectives of 5g are thinking about to how to scale in this to 2 scenario in the next years very quick sorry
3: so thank you very thank you very much to all of you for your comments so finally as a conclusion of the roundtable, we can say that the infrastructures need to be digital, digitalized to support CVAV and 5G as unavoidable, as well as road infrastructures will play an important role in the increasing percentage of automated and connected vehicles into real traffic. Synergies between both ecosystems are crucial, so the infrastructure can be shared. Thanks to 5G Met, we'll have a uni-cross border infrastructure in Europe with a hybrid 5G infrastructure to develop this kind of projects. And the objective is to increase knowledge, developments, and infrastructure digitalization to offer it to the market. So 5G is enabled to connect Europe. So thank you very much to the organization and to our speakers.
1: Mm. Thank you, Chavi, so much. It was uh, very interesting to follow your discussion. Perfect moderation. Thank you. And also thank you for being uh, almost on time. All right. Uh